3: what is up welcome to the uncontested podcast we are part of the blue wire podcast network brought to you today by betonline.ag i'm your host for the day jacob today i'm joined by taylor
4: so i was telling Justin this before the podcast started but uh, like most and many of us i am working from home um with everything going on in the quarantine and so I have everything set up on this desk, right? So I have my work laptop, which is like, you know, the standard Dell laptop. And I brought my mouse and keyboard and stuff with me from the office. Um, but I, this is also my podcast spot usually. So I have my, my personal laptop that I use for podcasting on top of this other laptop. And so here, like a little a couple minutes ago, I'm sitting here just like super pissed off at my, my laptop because my mouse isn't working. I'm like, what the heck, what is going on? realizing that is the mouse for my work laptop. <laughs> so uh, Happens, hope, man. You know, stay at home, quarantine, what a time. And we also
5: have Justin with us. Carol Baskin fed her husband to the Tigers, and I won't
4: hear otherwise. He's in the septic tank, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Still haven't watched
4: Tiger King. Come Jacob. on, Jacob. Dude. I know, God. Leave what have you it been, alone. busy?
3: <laughs> Not really. <laughs> All right. So I I know I need to watch it. Um, I He's finished an Parks and Rec treasure. though. Yeah, I finished Parks and Rec, so that was oh, fun. I'm yeah. impressed. You guys did that pretty uh, quick. Yeah, I kind of start. I didn't start at the very very beginning, but uh, my fiance was watching it, and I just kind of jumped in the middle and then yeah. got hooked.
4: But honestly, that's when it gets really good. Is like at like. I was going to say
5: season, season one of Parks and Rec is terrible. Yeah. So oh, okay. season well, two really starts to pick up.
3: So I. Uh, I finished Prox and Wreck. I haven't started anything new yet. Uh, Maybe, maybe Tiger King will be next. Uh, Maybe something else. Who knows? I did, however, car wreck the other night. I watched, rewatched a movie, um, King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword. Have you guys seen that? No. Oh wow! It's done by Guy Ritchie. I love Guy Ritchie. Oh, great, great director. He's the one that did the um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes.
5: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that? does it have? Oh gosh, what's his Anakin Skywalker? What's his name? Oh, um, uh, Hayden. Hayden Christensen. Yep, Is he in
3: that? I don't think so. Okay. It's well, got the guy that plays in Vikings. Hmm. It's got. Um. Oh, why am I? Uh. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. It's going to piss me off. It's whatever. It's a really good movie. You should watch it. Uh, the soundtrack. <laughs> Soundtrack is absolutely incredible. Um, So, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't on Netflix, but it was like one of those free to watch, like on my TV. So, I was just like, oh, nice. Flip it on, see what happens. So, uh, second time to watch it. It's really good.
5: uh, Cool 30% on Rotten Tomatoes.
3: (laughs) Hey, I I (laughs) was. Not that that means
5: anything. Not that that, some of my favorite movies. movies are terribly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Fair.
3: Yeah. So, well. I enjoyed it so. If you're looking for something to do, it's a it's a movie worth checking out. I thought it was pretty good, and again, the soundtrack incredible. I'm mm. a I'm a big uh, m- movie score kind of guy. Makes a difference. Do you guys yeah. have like a favorite like movie score like mm. composer?
5: I really like um, Hans Zimmer, but that Hans Zimmer is like incredible. A, feels like a cop out. He's kind of <laughs> the goat. Yeah. Um, also John Williams also feels like a cop out, but like the amount of things that John Williams has done is ridiculous. But then huh. I really like, um, Michael Giacchino. Giac- don't know who that is. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. What movies has he done? Um, he, I first got introduced to him. He did lost. Oh, okay. Um, so he did, he did all the, the sounds for lost. Um, what else has he done? He's done a lot of animated stuff, like The Incredibles. Um, he did Star Trek. I think he did Rogue One. Also, oh, Rogue One.
3: Um, Hot take: best Star Wars movie ever made. It's a good
5: one. Yeah, he's he's done quite a quite a variety of stuff, but I think he's he's
3: nice. Pretty good. I like Howard Shore a lot. He's the one that did Lord of the Rings, mm, mm-hmm. which is so good. Can't go wrong with that. Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings has such a great score.
4: That and uh. I know Jacob, you are not on season three, but uh, Justin, season three of Westworld, particularly his past yeah. episode. Oh my gosh! You know what awesome. it reminds
5: me of, though? What? It feels very like Daft Punk Tron. Yes. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent is a fantastic score. That's kind of what head. they're going for, like the the grungy, yeah, like, punk. Yeah, it's got a lot of that feel to it.
4: Yeah. Yep.
5: Um, but I'm not mad about it.
3: Yeah, Ramin Jadwani. Mm.
5: I
2: think
3: that's how you say his name. Game of Thrones. Ga- the guy that did Game of Thrones. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's all right. He's won a lot of awards, for it, I think he's, he's really right. good. All right. Well, I'm yeah. sure our listeners don't want to hear us. We're not a, a movie this is score. A, this
5: is a TV and movie score podcast. Yes. Now.
3: <laughs> um, so for this episode, we figured that we would do a redraft. Uh, we've had this idea to do some redrafts. We actually did a Thunder redraft a while ago. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, you should go check it out. We went back like, what, 10 or 12 years in Thunder history and redrafted every single draft, that the, draft pick that the Thunder made. Uh, and it was really fun. We we changed up a lot of those picks. We kept quite a few of them the same as well. So this week, instead of redrafting a Thunder draft, we're just going to do the entire NBA draft from last summer, twenty nineteen. So the class of rookies right now. Now we're not going to do the whole draft. We figured that we would just do the lottery. So picks one through fourteen. And here are our rules. We've changed up just a little bit. So we have all of the picks in order. And we're going to just go, I'm going to go first, then Taylor, then Justin. We're just going to keep going through that order. Um, But we do not have draft night trades in this. So for instance, the Atlanta Hawks traded uh, multiple picks to the Pelicans to move up to pick number four. So Atlanta could, could select DeAndre Hunter at four. We took that trade out because... To us, we are back at that moment in time when the draft is happening. So New Orleans actually has pick number four. Now, pick number four was originally the Lakers pick, but New Orleans had got it weeks before in the Anthony Davis trade, right? So any draft night trades don't exist. There was like three or four in the lottery last year. Those don't exist now. We figured we'd do that. Just kind of mix it up and keep it uh, a little fresh. So we're going to go through and and draft, redraft these players, Based on team need and what we've seen so far from this season, what we've seen from these guys, Uh, and it should be pretty fun. I'm really excited. Again, we are only going to go through the lottery picks one through 14, and so you guys are aware, that would be pick number one is the Pelicans, the Grizz at two, the Knicks at three, the Pelicans again at four, Cavaliers at five, Suns at six, the Bulls at seven, The Hawks at 8, the Wizards at 9, the Hawks again at 10, the Timberwolves at 11, the Hornets at 12, the Heat at 13, and the Boston Celtics at 14. Now, last rule, we said we removed all draft night trades, but if we want to, we can propose trades to each other tonight. Right? So say I'm picking at uh, pick 7 for the Bulls, and Taylor wants to try to uh, reach a deal with me with the Minnesota Timberwolves or something with his pick at number eleven. Uh, he can propose stuff to me, and 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 vice versa, and so on and so forth. Like you guys it. got it?
4: Like mm-hmm. it?
3: Awesome. Well, let's get going. Pick one is on the clock. That would be me uh, acting as GM for the New Orleans Pelicans. And guys, the pick is in. Darius Basley. With the number one pick in the NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans are going to select none other than Zion Williamson. <gasps> Shocker. Pretends yeah, to be shocked. So now, I'll be honest with you guys. Oh, I don't know why my sounder played again. <laughs> I was to say, we already going to pick two? What is this? Um, <laughs> Next. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Um, Rapid fire. I thought vaguely about moving jaw up, um, but Zion is just... He's insane, right? The size, the strength, the athleticism, uh, the the quickness, the burst, the everything. He just he has the makings of being like like he's been compared to the next Charles Barkley, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the next Charles Barkley, but with a jump shot from the outside. <laughs> he's just, just physically he's insane. Uh, there's nobody in the league like him, and I'm I I, I can't turn it down. I think his. I love Jaw, but I think Zion's upside is just so much higher.
4: He has super. I mean, he not even potential. I mean, he. Yeah, you absolutely can see the superstar. Uh, maybe even more than that, like top three player in the NBA someday. Um, level of talent in him, and I'm looking here at uh, John Hollinger's NBA player stats. He has like the the rookie rankings, um, and Zion actually leads all rookies. Although granted, he's only played 19 games because of his injury early on this season, but um, he leads all rookies by a pretty big margin um, and player efficiency rating at 24.32. The next highest is Brandon Clark at 21.82. Um, and then, you know, value added, he's at 116.5 rating, estimated wins. Uh, actually, only 3.9 right now. It's kind of interesting. But regardless, Zion's awesome. I mean, he's just almost unstoppable. And, I you know, during this time, a lot of podcasts, even popular national podcasts uh, nba podcasts are looking for content to fill time i've seen a lot of like the top moments of uh, so far from the 2019 2000 or sorry yeah 2019 to 2020 nba season this quarantine has me questioning the the days and what year <laughs> it is um but one of the the top moments that keeps popping up over and over again was on first game his debut where that fourth quarter he like hit what was it three or four three-pointers in a row and just went crazy and um I mean, just the excitement around him. He's living up to the hype, which I think says a lot, and I'm really excited to watch him. I hope he can stay healthy, uh, but I think he has a huge, huge ceiling.
3: Yeah, uh, currently this season averaging basically 24-7-2 and 2, um, on, I know it's very, very limited three-point shot attempts, but shooting 46%. Uh, not sustainable, but still pretty <laughs> impressive. So uh, on to the second pick, in the NBA draft, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, GM'd by none other than Taylor. Am I supposed to play the sound or no?
4: Yeah, yeah, go for it. I, I, I got my, got my player. <laughs> so my first uh, action as general manager of the Memphis Grizzlies is I have talked with our owner, and we are moving the team to Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a bold move. <laughs> You're not, just
3: announcing it at the draft?
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, why not? Uh, no, I just had to bring that up because that was a recent <laughs> rumor before uh, coronavirus happened. That yeah. or Actually, it was during this time, wasn't it? Like last week it got leaked mm-hmm. that I think so, yeah. the Grizzlies owner, I forget his name now. Um, he's like the youngest lo- owner in the oh, league. He's, so, he's super young. Doesn't like 30 Justin something. Timberlake
3: have a minority ownership? He does. In the Grizzly, yeah, because he was but a Memphis I, guy. I think
5: it's, it's kind of like Jay-Z's ownership of the Nets it's where like, it's uh, just – Point something he, percent. Yeah, he just wants to feel cool, like yeah. he has an NBA team. But I don't think no. He yeah, does I I, uh,
4: I would hate to see the Grizzlies leave, leave Memphis. Um, they should stay there. But I just thought that was a really interesting rumor, and I had to bring it up. Um, so with that being said, um, obviously I'm taking Jaw Morant here. John's uh, Jaw has been incredible. Um, I think he's obviously going to be Rookie of the Year. You look at some of his stats. He leads the. He leads the league amongst all rookies in points per game at 17.64. Actually, I thought he was going to be higher on rebounds, and he's not. But assists, he leads at 6.93. Efficiency, he leads at 18.10. He's just powerhouse and he's so fun to watch he really does remind me of baby russ and yeah almost he
3: 18 got, and 7 a game man it's crazy
4: crazy awesome. and he's he's i think something that's underrated that's not stat based it's just how he's essentially led him and brandon clark both have had a huge impact on this memphis grizzly team who a lot of people kind of viewed us included preseason as like okay this team's going to be fun to watch i'll definitely follow them they'll be a league pass team maybe but that's you know at most what they're going to be They'll maybe a You know, 10 seed. And here they are um, during this quarantine break in the NBA. You know, they're eighth in the West right now uh, and pushing for uh, probably going to hold on to a playoff spot. And so I, I don't think his impact can be understated. I'm looking at the value added. He has the highest rating by far at 185.6. Actually, his teammate, Brandon Clark, is 183.7, and then the next highest is like 116. <laughs> wow. And then uh, estimated wins. <laughs> That's pretty wild. He's, he's at 6.2. His teammate, Brandon Clark, is at 6.1, and then after that, the next highest is 3.9 in estimated wins added. So, like, it just his impact on the game is is incredible, and uh, actually looking at those stats, you realize that his, his teammate, Brandon Clark, isn't far off, um, but... Got to go with Jaw, and he's my rookie of the year pick for this season as well.
3: Nice. So question for you guys real quick. Four years from now, Jaw Morant will look and play most like which former or current NBA player? I know, Taylor, you just made the Russ comparison. Are you still going to go with Russ there?
4: No, actually, no. Um, I kind of like comparing him to like an Allen Iverson. Who can fly above the rim a Oh,
3: okay.
2: Hmm. Justin, what do you I mean, think?
4: That's high, but yeah, I I think the Russ comparison
3: makes a lot of sense. Um, I was, and, and uh, I, maybe this is too similar to Russ, but I was going to go uh, prime D Rose yeah that's interesting
5: what i was about to say but that just felt like a different way of saying russ yeah Yeah. no i get (laughs) that but there are the the
3: the subtle differences between the two right
4: right i was gonna say d rose is just a little more shifty and 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 maybe not shifty but d rose could shoot the ball better right
3: i think he's gonna end up being like a d rose
4: huh hopefully without the injuries
3: yeah well he's not playing for tibbs so i think he's okay yeah
4: (laughs) that's a good point Good point so all right well let's
3: move on to pick number three in the nba draft which belongs to the new york knicks uh justin will be making this selection hit that sounder
5: first three picks of this redraft are gonna be boring (laughs) Uh, i think the first three picks of this draft were correct i think it oh all right it, it mirrors back to a lot of what the discussions were heading into the draft of there's kind of a clear top three in prospects and then there's a bit of a drop i think that still holds true looking back i think the knicks stick with rj barrett i think he's a good fit for that team, I think one of the things you have to look at is when they announced the pick, Knicks fans didn't boo. And that <laughs> says a lot about,
4: that's so uh, true.
5: about their prospect. Uh, that's not a common occurrence in New York. Uh, I think he, he's got the on-court talent. I think he's got a personality that can support the New York market and, and can blossom into being a star. Um, I actually read an anecdote from uh Fizdale. Who said they had an early meeting with RJ in Chicago, and he noted that he showed up in like a full suit and a tie? And I think it, it's kind of that mentality of the it's the culture aspect. The Knicks have been kind of a laughing stock of the league, kind of, um, kind of, <laughs> um, maybe still are. But the first thing that has to change to become a winning franchise is the culture. And when if you can have a young guy like RJ Barrett taking it seriously and helping to set that tone, you can kind of turn things around. Now, do I think he can do it by himself? Absolutely not. Uh, he's going to need some more help that is not a power forward, but I think he has the skill set to become a star in New York.
3: Nice. Um I hope he can pan out. I like the kid. Yep. I don't I haven't watched a ton of New York Knicks basketball. Um, I think a lot of people would probably say that. I think he has upside. I just, I worry about the shooting, right? I worry about the the lack of outside game, Um, but we'll see.
5: But we've seen that
3: um, you can shoot in
5: the mid thirties from three and still be a star. This is true. (laughs) This is true. I won't name names, but uh, we may have just talked about him
4: yeah
3: <laughs> um any other thoughts on rj barrett guys to the knicks I,
4: I i like that i think that's fair um i mean again hindsight you know 2020 but you might i th- think there's some people who might like especially like hardcore basketball analysts um stack guys who like would go in and be like well bringing Clark's the safest bet, and he's had the biggest impact on his team. And like, try and throw somebody like that up there, but I think you still have to go with the upside. Yeah, you you,
3: you don't take uh, high floor, low ceiling guys in the top five draft. Exactly. All right. Well, let's move on to pick number four, which is back to me. And, gentlemen, we have a proposed trade. Dun, dun, dun. The New Orleans Pelicans control pick number four. We do not want two top four picks in this draft. Mm. Uh, we've got Zion. We got what we came for. So, <laughs> in reality, this pick got traded for pick number 10 and pick number eight, I believe. And they took, mm-hmm. did they
4: take Hayes with eight? Is that right? And then 10, mm-hmm. they took uh, Alexander Walker. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So,. Instead, this pick, the proposed trade. You guys tell me if this trade uh I guess this could be a quick who says no. Uh this trade is offered. Um the Indiana Pacers want to send pick number 18 in this draft, hmm. a conditional future first and Miles Turner.
4: Oh yeah.
5: Yeah, Pelicans are taking that for sure. I was shaking my head no till you said Miles Turner.
3: Okay, what if it's just pick 18 in this draft of Miles Turner and there's no future pick? Uh, I think it's a no. Okay, then we'll do what what we got because I don't got to make that pick anyways, right? It's a future (laughs) pick, so I don't got to make it. F it, right? Okay, so this pick is now shifting hands and going to the Indiana Pacers, whereas the New Orleans Pelicans just got pick number 18, which we also will not be making tonight because we're only doing the lottery, and they just picked up Miles Turner. So instead of getting um, Derek Favors in free agency, they have Miles Turner on this team. Mm -hmm. I think that that. fits a little bit better, don't you guys?
4: I I 100% do. They're not going to get Jackson Hayes. Yeah. I I mean, Jackson's been solid for them. Shows a lot of promise. But right now, you know, with the court they have, um, bringing in vets like JJ and some of these other guys, you know, obviously you have Drew Holiday still. Um, I really like, um, I almost said Hayes. (laughs) I really like Miles Turner on that team. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. the Pacers I aren't like going to give up Domas, so they're going to give no. up Miles Turner instead. So the Pacers move up to pick four. The Pacers traded for TJ Warren on this night. They have Victor Oladipo. They they have they don't have Malcolm Brogdon yet. We've got to keep that in mind. No Malcolm mm-hmm. Brogdon yet. Mm-hmm. They have DeMontis Sabonis. So with this pick, the Pacers are going to get a backcourt running mate with Vic, and they are going to
4: take. Kobe Kobe white. White. I knew it when you said backcourt running mate. I like that. I like that a lot.
3: He was on my big board.
2: Yeah.
4: I was going to (laughs) say, I was at mine too.
3: So pick number four has been traded to the Indiana Pacers, uh, from the new Orleans Pelicans and the Pacers are taking Kobe white. So their backcourt will be Kobe white and Victor Oladipo, uh, TJ Warren at the three, you can play Domas at the four or the five. Um, And so, but the Pacers do lose Miles Turner and a future pick in this
4: deal. Kobe's fun. Fun. I mean, let's see, he's at, uh, where'd he go? 13.22 points per game, 2.69 assists. We obviously saw him absolutely torch the Thunder earlier this season in a game that Chris Paul was able to uh, lead the Thunder back and and get the win. Um, But Kobe's a fun player. Was it like he scored, was it three straight games with 30 plus points there during that streak? Uh, He was really finding, talk about a player who, was starting to find himself and really kind of starting mm-hmm. to peak for the season at least. Yep. Obviously, yeah, He's, he's got to start finishing
3: oh. a little better. He's only shooting 43% from two, but yep. he's shooting 35% from three on six attempts a game. I was going to say it's high volume too, which, high yeah. volume. which is –
4: yeah. And on, on a him, team like Chicago, you need – I mean, give him the green light.
5: I think him and, him and Vic could be, like, in terms of scoring threat, like – Lillard and McCollum esque yeah. in terms of just yeah. absolutely punishing teams so that's, with their with their backcourt. That's a good
3: point. And um obviously But they both have good size. I mean Kobe White's six four.
5: Yeah.
4: So yeah, he's not short. Sure. Yeah,
5: he's not and
4: the hair probably adds a couple inches too. Yeah. So that brings up a good question I want to ask you guys. Is Kobe White what the Pacers hoped Aaron Holiday was going to be? And again, he's super young as well mm. and still has a lot of room to grow and they're kind of different players. Um but the way they hyped up Aaron holiday, like it kind of seems like something similar to what they were hoping.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Hoping yeah, Aaron would
4: see that become.
3: It's interesting. Um, all right. Well, the draft is moving on. We are on to pick number five, which is owned by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Taylor will be making this pick.
4: And the Cleveland Cavaliers have, uh, picked their player already. Don't need much time here. <laughs> <laughs> That was subtle, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um, so the Cleveland Cavaliers, with the fifth pick in the 2019 NBA draft, are going to kind of surprise some people here. Uh, injury risk aside, they're going to go ahead and get Michael Porter pick Michael Porter Jr., who may have the highest upside in this draft class. Um, he hasn't really had a lot of opportunity uh, with Mike oh. Malone in Denver. Oh, sorry, Michael
3: you. Porter Jr. was 2018. Wait, was it? Who am I looking
4: at? Oh, sorry. I was looking at the... Um, Kevin? No. Yeah, well, I, the Kevin Porter Jr. was going to be another one of them. I know you're right. Sorry. He's classified as a rookie this year because he didn't play at all last season. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. I was you going can't take him twice, report. buddy. He's
3: already in Denver. <laughs> We're time
4: it. traveling to the draft, but you can't do that much. <laughs> Boo. <during. laughs> Gosh, dang it. Yeah, sorry. So I'm on a Bleacher Report right now, or um, basketball reference, and Michael Porter Jr. is listed here because he's a rookie this year and didn't play last year because of his, his uh, back injury. Dang it, I forgot about That's that. Fun. Okay, yeah. whenever well, never mind. I'm going to go with Kevin Porter Jr., who I'm also very high oh, on. Oh, wow. And, so um, he's
3: jumping, still staying with the Cavs, but instead of going 30th, he's going fifth. He's going fifth.
4: fifth. I really like Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, Nick talked about this yeah, probably three weeks ago in one of our group pods. Mm-hmm. I think he has a ton of potential. Um, his attitude, you know, he had attitude problems coming into the draft, but there's a lot of analysts who said he could have been, he might be one of the most talented players in this entire draft. Um, and when Kevin kind of got, more opportunity on this Cleveland team towards this latter half of the season. He really showed what he's capable of and I think he's still just kind of reaching the surface. Uh, kind of similar to Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um but they're obviously different players. Uh, I think Ke- I, I I have some concerns about his defense. He's very much an offensive player at this point of his career and like I said, he kind of had that attitude in college of like I don't really care. Um I'm ready for the NBA, <laughs> and just kind of coasted through his year at USC, but he flashes so much potential. Um, talk about a, a low four, but super high ceiling kind of guy, um, and in a draft like this, you could play it safe and go with Brandon Clark here, or maybe a P.J. Washington, or a Rui, or Jackson Hayes, etc., but I, I really like Kevin Porter Jr. here. I actually like him better than his teammate, Darius Garland, so uh, I'm going to go stick with the Porter Jr., even though my dreams are crushed and I I'm stupid and forgot that Michael Porter Jr. was 2018.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're all good, man. Awesome. Well, uh that's a that's a fun pick. You know, Kevin Porter Jr. does have a lot of talent. Uh it was just that that work ethic and that that character question that dropped him really far. Yep. So all right, awesome. Well, before we get on to pick number six, we want to tell you real quick about our sponsor for the week. This episode of the Uncontested
5: is brought to you by Bet Online. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting? You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online
3: wagering experts. All right, pick number six belongs to Justin, who is drafting for. The Phoenix Suns.
5: With the sixth pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select Jarrett Culver. Oh, nice. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, so, I so this is the
3: same spot that Jarrett went at overall.
5: Correct. But just he went to the Timberwolves. Correct.
3: Yeah. Perfect.
5: So um, in this reality, uh, Phoenix and Minnesota do not trade. But Jarrett Culver still goes at six. I think that what Devin Booker needs more than anything in the world, other than maybe a change of scenery, is an actual competent point guard, which is something that he has not really had in Phoenix. Um, No offense to Ricky Rubio, but uh, I think pairing Jarrett Culver and Devin Booker together would be super interesting. Um, I've especially liked what I've seen from Jarrett Culver Lately, I feel like he started a little bit rough to the season, but the kind of after the trade deadline, I felt like he was really starting to turn things on. I saw a tweet um, from Kyle Ratke back on March 5th who was talking about the 11 11 games since the trade deadline. Jarrett Covert was shooting 46.5% from the floor and 43% from three-point range. That's interesting. Compared to... um, 38 percent from the floor and 27 percent from three before the trade deadline so it felt like he was finally starting to get a little bit more comfortable shooting the ball only averaging nine points a game but that's that's not unheard of Uh, that doesn't that's not like a red flag or anything but I think that his his aggressiveness um, I think pairs really well with Devin Booker he can open up some space For Booker to get some open shots, which I don't necessarily think has been happening in Phoenix.
4: He has the tools to become a decent defender. I mean, not that he's not already, but um, yeah, yeah, that's something we saw at Texas Tech. Uh, You know, he he really is a solid defender. I think he'll continue to improve on that end. I think the only thing I'll add is is Nick um, early on this, or it wasn't early on. It was probably um, like November timeframe, like late November, uh, early December. We were talking about Jarrett Culver and Nick still has some connections over there with Dunkin' with Wolves when he was uh, mm-hmm. riding with them. And uh, he said that he talked to some people over there who had kind of gotten some feedback from uh, people internally with Minnesota and that there was some concern about Culver overall because they just didn't see his shooting mechanics translating like long term to air, air being basically they were afraid that he was going to have to readjust and, and basically re do his entire form his shooting form and that concerned them a lot Mm. and uh when Nick was telling me this it kind of you know turned me off I guess from Jarrett Culver but uh the skill set's still there he I don't think he's going to be like a star by any means or an all-star but uh he could absolutely turn to a solid um small forward power forward combo guard and um yeah I don't know I, I think that's fair
5: yeah, I think what you said too is is something I didn't mention, but the the defensive upside I think exists and again yeah. would be an upgrade from a lot of who they've
4: seen in Phoenix. I say combo the... guard. I meant combo wing, but still. I know you <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs> All right, are we on to the next pick?
4: I think so. Mm-hmm.
3: Awesome. Well, this will Chicago be pick number Bulls. seven. I am selecting for the Bulls here. Now the Bulls are uh, fairly set. I mean, they have Zach Levine, they have Laurie Markkinen, they have Wendell Carter Jr. Um, they already had Otto Porter at this time. I don't know why my Sounders keep playing. <laughs> I'm about to picks. get really angry. <laughs> um, they they have guys. They have uh, Thad Young. <laughs> they have players with they hair have players. and faces. They just need a point guard really bad. Their their point guard right now is, uh, at this time in the draft, was Chris Dunn, yep. uh, or Ryan
4: Archardini, Arch, Put some there respect on my good friend Shaquille Harrison. Thank you. Uh,
3: yes, there you go. <laughs> um, they hadn't yet picked up Tomas Sadoransky, so they really need a point guard. Kobe White is already off the board, so with this pick, I am taking Darius Garland.
4: Ooh, that's a good pick.
3: So essentially in this draft, we have had uh, Darius Garland and Kobe White uh, essentially just flip spots. Mm-hmm.
4: Interesting.
3: Uh, I like Darius Garland. I think he's going to be a good player. Uh, he has a lot of promise. Uh, I'm trying to look up his size real quick. Um, here we go. He's only 6'1", 175, but very quick, very shifty. Um and, and I think he'll be good. I think he'll be he'll fit in with Minnesota. Um, he he's a little bit smaller, but they uh, they have a lot of size on that team. Zach Levine's a big two, Otto Porter Jr. is a big three, Markin and Wendell Carter Jr. are big dudes. So having a quicker, shiftier kind of guy, I think makes sense for them. A guy that that can help score the ball. Um, he is averaging four assists a game this season with Cleveland. Uh so he he should be able to get the ball to those scores on that Chicago team. Um obviously the Chicago Bulls had playoff aspirations at the start of this season. Uh maybe Darius Garland's, Garland helps them achieve those.
4: I like it. I think that's solid, especially with Kobe White off the board. I think that's the way to go. Awesome.
3: All right. Well, we will go on to pick number eight then. Taylor will be picking for or sorry, not yeah, pick number eight for the Atlanta Hawks.
4: So this spot's a little more difficult. Uh, I think the Hawks have a lot of. (laughs) Oh my God! I'm done with the damn
2: Sounders.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Atlanta Hawks get to pick twice, is what I just heard. Um, So, uh, (laughs) so uh, I think they this is a position where the Hawks could trade, try and like trade back potentially and get another asset. Um, They also uh, the player they actually picked on draft night, they end up um, picking uh DeAndre Hunter, who I think is a really good fit for them, and I kind of like him at this position, but that is not who I'm going to go with. I am actually going after taking a big gamble with the Cavaliers at pick 5, I'm going to play it fairly safe and pick Brandon Clark at this position. Mm. I think his impact uh like I said is just off the charts. He's so fun to watch and just his skill set. Obviously, he's a little older, uh not old, but old um compared to some of these players in his draft class, but the maturity and the skills are are a little more um, fine-tuned, I think, and you you can see that in his game. And uh, like I mentioned, uh, player efficiency rating, he's second behind Zion at 21.82, 183.7, where'd it go, there we go, value added, uh, which is only second to his teammate John Morant, and the 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 third there is 116.5, 6.1 estimated wins added to his team, And then you just look at some of the stats. I mean, he is second in field goal percentage behind Jackson Hayes Um, steals rebounds. He's all over the place. He's a super fun player. He can play two ways. He's big and strong. I think the sky is, or I shouldn't say the sky is is the limit. He's very much a, like a high floor. Um, And I was thinking kind of a low ceiling as well, originally when he came into the league, but I think his ceiling might be even higher than we realized. And so uh, Brandon Clark is my guy. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if some people would have picked him even higher than we have.
3: So uh pretty big jump for Brandon Clark going from 21 up to eight, uh, not as big of a jump as Kevin Porter Jr. made uh, in this draft, but but a pretty nice jump for him. So Brandon Clark probably playing the four for the Hawks, I guess. They're not going to move try to move him up to the five. Uh, so, so that's an interesting pick, though. I like it. A guy that comes in and is, is kind of ready to play. Yep. All right, well, the Washington Wizards are on the clock next. Uh, Justin will be selecting for Washington. I'm going to get the sounder just once this time. Fingers crossed.
5: That was well done. I'm impressed. (laughs) Thank you. I thought about just sitting here. Ah, See, I almost said I thought about sitting here and waiting to see if it would go or not. (laughs) I should have. Regardless, This, uh, this is tough. Um, I have struggled with this pick a little bit because I actually think that Hachimura has been pretty solid for the Wizards. I think it was a little bit, I I didn't expect him to go at nine on draft night, but I think he has been, I think he's been a pretty good fit for the Wizards. However, let's get weird. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I like it. Um, I am going to switch things up. And go with Siku Dimboya. Oh, ah, wow. I mm. like it.
2: Hmm.
5: So, <laughs> he's raw, but I think he has uh, athletic potential. I think he's got a lot of the the physical tools. I you know, you can see pretty clearly the like Pascal Siakam type comparisons. Um his averages are not they don't blow you out of the water just looking at him. Um, but I think that his His upside is there, and with the Wizards somehow convincing Bradley Beal to sign a longer contract, maybe you can afford to be a little more patient, Um, but at the same time, we know that contracts are all made up. So who knows uh, if Bradley Beal will play out that contract or not. But regardless, I am switching things up and going with Siku Demboya.
3: Nice. I like it. I don't really have a complaint there. I thought you were maybe going to go DeAndre Hunter there. Yeah, I
5: thought about that. Uh, I thought about Jackson Hayes. Yep. Um, I I kind of toyed with all those, but I thought let's get
3: as weird as possible. I'm into it. I like it. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on. Pick number ten. I will be selecting for the Atlanta Hawks. Not doing anything again. It's not going to play again. I promise. Yes. The Atlanta Hawks did it. So we have some interesting stuff to decide here uh, with the Hawks. We have our point guard in uh, Trey Young. That obvious, right? We have uh, who did Taylor pick again Brandon earlier? Brandon Clark. We have Brandon Clark at our four. Um, we we could really use guys in every other spot. I mean, Kevin Herder can play the two for us. Um, uh. Uh, <laughs> at this point, we had um, Alex Len playing center. Yep. So the tempt here, the temptation here, is to take Jackson Hayes. Yep. Right. That's the temptation. Uh, a, a great athletic big man. He can run the floor. He can catch Trey Young lobs all game. But we really need some defense on this team to cover for Trey. We still don't really have anybody who can play like a true on the wing for this team don't you take who i'm about to take next pick i think i'm gonna take who you're about to take next pick i'm going matisse dang it
2: (laughs)
4: boo
3: (laughs) um i have loved matisse this year i think he's really really good i thought he was really good going in the draft whenever there was that rumor the thunder might have promised him i really started to dig in to him and and check out uh, some of his game film and stuff. He's only averaging five points a game, one assist, uh, one and a half rebounds, but one and a half steals, almost a full block a game. He's shooting 35% from three. Effective field goal percentage is at 52%. He's legitimately good. Like he's legitimately good. He Now the problem is he is older. He's already 23. He's already mm-hmm. gonna be one of the older guys on this team. But he will come in... Most NBA guys can hit an open three if given the opportunity. Trey's going to find him for open shots. Right? I mean, yep. it, it's just it's going to happen. And with Brandon Clark kind of being able to dominate in the middle, you add Brandon Clark and Matisse Theibel to this team, and you are now covering up a lot of the defensive holes that Trey Young creates.
2: Yep.
5: I like that. I, I like think, that a lot. I think
3: Matisse Thibel, uh is the guy to go with here. If you guys had to come up with a comp for Matisse – uh, who would you go with?
4: Oh, that's tough. Um, trying to think of like some high impact defenders who impact the game and like.
3: They're... I was thinking like prime Tabo. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good comparison. Um, I think that's that's fair. that's a good one. Gosh, I, I don't know
3: who else I would put there.
4: That's really tough on the spot. Um, I want to pull up Kevin O'Connor's draft guide from last year now and go see his player comparisons, but. Um,
3: is it too ambitious to say Rip Hamilton? Oh,
4: that's actually kind of fun. He doesn't have the jumper that Rip had, and I say no. that, and Rip probably didn't shoot like a ridiculous field goal percentage or anything. But um, without looking, but uh, I do kind of like that comparison. I think that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, that that is solid.
5: I I literally just googled um,
4: Matisse Thibault comps. Yeah, <laughs> to there
5: you go. See what other people said. Somebody mentioned Rajah Bell. That's Ew. an interesting comparison. I don't yeah. like that.
4: I don't like that that's as a, much. That's
5: a
3: fascinating one. I like it. Um, okay, any other thoughts on the Atlanta Hawks taking Theibel?
4: I think it's a solid pick. I really do. I, I thought you were going go to go DeAndre Hunter. That's a good draft for Atlanta. <laughs> I, uh,
3: I really thought I needed to take Jackson Hayes here. That's that, that You can toss that one up in the air. It could go either way. True. Mm. So, all right, well, on to pick number 11, Taylor selecting for the Minnesota Timberwolves.
4: So there's a part of me here that uh, I actually got onto, um, TradeNBA.com. I was looking at the Minnesota Timberwolves future draft picks to see if, I almost said the Sixers out of habit, if the Atlanta Hawks would be interested in trading back a spot so the uh, Timberwolves could get Matisse. But... um, I'm really not sure because you have to match salaries, and I thought like Wiggins would be kind of fun here, like see if the Hawks would be willing to take on Wiggins and, and gamble uh, with Wiggins, uh, with Trey Young, see if that would kind of let Wiggins get a little more of a role on the Hawks. Obviously, you have, then you have to try and match salaries because Wiggins' salary uh, is so big prior to his trade to uh, Golden State. Um, that was just kind of a fun idea I had, but for simplicity's sake, I'm going to go ahead and draft a player here, and I think the next best bet um, – the Timberwolves, you know, you could go with like a backup center to pair with Cat um, or maybe to back up Cat. So like Jackson Hayes could fit here, but I think I'm going to go especially since Jerick Culver is off the board now and that's who the Timberwolves end up going with. I really like DeAndre Hunter here. Again, he's that's that what gonna do. He's that uh that combo forward kind of like I talked about earlier who can play the 4. Yeah, he's probably better at the, better fit at the 3 right now. Um, and I really like what he can bring to the table. He has a lot of two-way potential. And uh, I think he could be a really good complement to a guy like carly Anthony Towns. You know, when the Tipper Wolves, well, now they have their point guard of the future and D'Angelo Russell, but prior to this, they did not. Uh, if you paired him with the right point guard, and I think D'Angelo uh, would fit well. I think DeAndre would fit well with D'Angelo. Um, and I think he could really develop and and prosper there I kind of like as he started to develop in Atlanta so I'm going to go with DeAndre Hunter I think that's a safe bet and a a really good fit for this Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves team who did not draft Jarrett Colfer in our hypothetical 2019 draft
3: (laughs) I like it so so in this uh and god I'm gonna forget his name remind me who's the the European guy that Minnesota traded to to Phoenix to move up sorry 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 so in in this world the Minnesota Timberwolves still have Sarich, and they still have Wiggins.
4: That's interesting. I kind of forgot about Sarich.
3: Yeah, so so you could could throw DeAndre Hunter in there as like your backup three or four to start the season. Uh, that would make sense. So so I kind of like it. You could even try to slide Wiggins down to the two and play DeAndre at the three.
4: You throw you throw Sarich in that um, Wiggins trade to Golden State to kind of entice them again and try and get that deal done to get D'Angelo back in return. Um, I think there would be a lot of teams at the deadline to be interested in Sarch, and so if you see uh, DeAndre developing and think you kind of want to give him a bigger role mid-season, um, prior to the trade deadline, you could trade away Sarch again and um, probably get a, a decent return for him. So kind of uh, like the, I think like they did. So yeah, I, you got to
3: remember that. again this was before free agency. So they maybe the Golden State uh, sign in trade Kevin Durant and D'Angelo Russell doesn't happen. And so Minnesota ends up just signing D'Angelo in free agency, and their starting lineup day one is D'Angelo Russell, and, uh, Andrew Wiggins, DeAndre Hunter, Dario Saric, and Carl Anthony Towns. So That's I don't a know, solid lineup. Besides mm-hmm. Hunter, I don't know who defends on that lineup. but
4: yeah. <laughs> Bleeds buckets.
3: Yes. It would be bad.
4: Good point. Them and the Wizards would go to like 140 mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> over time. Yeah, uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Pick number 12 belongs to the Charlotte Hornets, and our own Justin will be making that selection.
5: So I looked at Charlotte, and I looked at their depth, and I looked at where their needs lied, and there's a lot of guys that I think uh, could help them on the board. Uh, Jackson Hayes, Rui Hachimura, um, P.J. Washington, who they actually drafted. I think there's there's a lot of uh, good fits there with a power forward. But that feels like the exact kind of boring move the Charlotte Hornets would make in real life <laughs> of just kind of an underwhelming uh, depth piece who's going to be a solid player and probably nothing more. And this is our uh, redraft fantasy world, so I don't want to do that. Instead the Charlotte Hornets are going to draft Tyler Hero. That a boy. Nice. I think Tyler Hero has the most upside of the players on the board. I'm actually surprised that I got to pick him here. I wanted to pick him for the Wizards, but I didn't think it made sense. Yep. Uh, so the fact that he's still on the board at 12, I'm absolutely picking Tyler Hero. I think he he was 19 heading into the draft. He just turned 20 in January. Um, he's lighting up uh, for the Heat. I think that it doesn't matter how he fits on the Hornets. Like your roster is a dumpster fire and your team is terrible. Just get a spark. So plug. just pick, yeah, absolutely. pick the
4: biggest potential upside absolutely. player you can. And I think that's Tyler Hero. And then you got the, the splash bros 2.0 and Tyler hero and Devonte Graham. Yeah. just Let it fly. It. I'm all about it. I, like I, it. I love that. I, that's a, uh, that's, that's fun. I like that. That
3: is a good one. Um, yeah, I was, I was wondering how much farther Tyler hero would drop. Um, I think he's a good fit there, though. He he's gonna he's definitely gonna start there. Um, it'll be interesting.
4: So one guy we still have left on the board is actually who went in this spot in PJ Washington. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. the pick that the Hornets picked Washington at, and he's been saw. I mean, he's a, a very underrated rookie uh, who's played yes. great for great for the Hornets so far. Talk about a solid two way player. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I totally agree.
3: Um, all right, well, we will move on then. Speaking to of Tyler Hero. Yeah, pick number 13 in this draft, which belonged to the Miami Heat. I will be selecting this one. All right, so this one is interesting. They don't have Jimmy Butler yet. You got to keep that in mind. No Jimmy Butler yet. Um, They still have uh, Hassan Whiteside. They have Bam Adebayo. So I don't think I'm going a big here. I don't think um, P.J. Washington... Rui Hachimura, uh, Jackson Hayes. I don't think they make much sense here for the Heat Mm -hmm. uh, considering they already had some big guys on the roster. Now, we probably feel pretty confident that we're going to get um, uh, Jimmy Butler in free agency. Uh, We're going to pry him away from Philadelphia, and and we probably know we're going to have to get rid of Whiteside to make that happen. Uh, But still, we could use um, uh, maybe another wing um, you know, Jimmy can play the two or the three. So maybe another wing, a, a guy that could play the one slash two. Uh, so here I am going to go uh, cousin of Thunder's own. Nikhil Alexander Walker.
4: I love mm. him on the heat. I really like that. I think he fits their style of play really well.
3: So your, your back court, it has Nikhil Alexander Walker. It has Duncan Robinson, um, it has Goron Drogic. Kendrick Nunn. It has Kendrick Nunn. Um, Jimmy Butler is on this team. Uh, so so it, it becomes a pretty fun team. Yeah. I, and I like and although this season we've seen that Tyler Hero can really like um, – he can just play, right? I think Mikhail's, uh length and versatility is going to make this Miami team a lot of fun.
5: Yeah, I like that. I'm mm, not – um, I don't want how to word this. Nikhil's not been as good as I thought he would be this season, but yeah. I think he still has a lot of upside. I'm yep. not, not going to hold you know three fourths of a season against him. I think he can still develop into uh, where his potential lies, and I I think that he's a good fit.
3: And it's also like with Nikhil with New Orleans this year, like Nikhil plays the one or the two. Yeah, that's when New Orleans point. has like Lonzo. They have Drew Holiday. They exactly. have Josh Hart. Yeah, You know, they have J.J. Reddick. They have all these guys kind of commandeering those spots. So it's yeah. kind of like a development year yeah. right you now know, for him anyways. It's
4: kind of interesting. Like Nikkel for, um, for New Orleans, is that could be a really, really solid trade chip. Because if you're trying to win now with some of these older, or at least um, maybe not go all the way in, you know, championship aspirations, but if you're trying to be a competitive playoff team and continue to improve uh, as Zion develops but also, you know, I mean, you have guys like JJ. Maybe he signs another year. Obviously, you have Drew Holiday. If they decide to keep Drew, you have some of these older guys. Um, you could trade Nickel for a solid role player to complement those guys that I mentioned, and next thing you know, you're you're in the midst of the Western Conference. Um, so that's uh, maybe something to keep an eye on. I, I know they like Alexander Walker a lot. They probably want to see him develop, but again, I mean, that's could be better than than like a late first round pick for example a future late first or a mid first um, there might be some teams willing to take that gamble so something to keep an eye on yeah yeah it's
3: fascinating for sure all right well the last pick in our mock draft because we're only going through the lottery uh this one is interesting because it is a team that is already uh pretty good yep and, yep. and they get to draft a lottery pick which will be the boston celtics uh taylor you are on the clock
4: You've got this down to a T. It didn't play again. Not a boy. I know. <laughs> you, you've No, got one it took me half now. a podcast to figure you it out. We got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so like you mentioned, this is actually like when, when we've been doing this exercise, um, rather than, you know, I've been thinking ahead, obviously, to my picks for my team, but also I've kind of been thinking along as you guys pick who I would pick in your, in your guys' positions. Um, and so far, like even there's been some tough ones, especially as we've gotten through uh, midway through yeah, the lottery. And-
3: can I add a disclaimer here real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, please do. You, you have to keep in mind that at this point, um, they have not lost Al Horford. They have not picked up NS Cancer. They don't have Kimball Walker. Um, none of those things have happened yet. Okay.
4: That, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Thank you for adding that because um, you know, that kind of uh, emphasizes some of their needs. One of the needs I was going to say is they do need a center. And we've actually brought this guy up a lot, and we haven't picked him, and I'm still not going to pick him with this pick. Um, Jackson, no Jackson Hayes. No Jackson Hayes. We've talked. Yeah, they already have Robert him.
3: Williams there as a young big, so it wouldn't make sense to double double yeah, down on that. That's position. kind of
4: how I how I felt. Um, I think you know when they were looking to add a center, they were looking for somebody like uh, maybe a little more than an Enos, and they settled on Enos, But regardless, I don't think they're trying to get that center position in the draft. Yeah, as we've seen, Jason Tatum's taken a new leap. They were hoping Brown was going to take more of a leap, although, again, another guy who kind of came on this last part of the season was looking like he was starting to do that this season. Um, They are playing solid. Obviously, you have Kemba. This isn't a team who's looking to um, develop even younger players. They're kind of continuing to develop the young talent they have now. They're they're budding all-stars and maybe even superstars with Jason Tatum. And they're trying to, uh, like I said, win now, especially in a weaker Eastern Conference. And so... Uh, I, they really kind of need that two way wing, kind of another Marcus smart ish type, uh, which is why they went with Grant Williams here. And as mm. I go through this list of remaining players, you know, I, I don't really want to take Rui here because you, like I said, you have Jason Tatum and you have Jalen Brown, um, Cam Reddish, maybe he'd be a fun guy to kind of slide in there as a shooter, but there was I a feel lot like
3: of, he, he, again, though, is so redundant exactly,
4: with right. Jalen and and, and, and also uh, just his, his reputation heading into the draft, like his stock really kind of, I mean he went high still but there was a lot of negativity around cam there still is for that matter uh mm-hmm. pj washington's a fun player here but again just so redundant when you have jason tatum and brown so i'm actually going to stick with the boston celtics pick here and pick grant williams um, i think he does fit really well he's had some uh, he's shown some promise uh and i think he fits really well with their their roster uh it's a safe pick but just so
3: just so you know taylor um Boston did pick Grant Williams, but, but they not didn't pick it until the 20s. The 20- this oh. spot was the Romeo Langford pick. Oh, mm-hmm.
4: answer is okay. I thought Langford went late. Yeah, never mind. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that. Uh, I still like – I think Williams contrib- obviously has contributed more than Langford has this season. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I kind of like Grant Williams here. I, I think he can slide in that second unit and, and get them some solid minutes, especially defensively. That's something that this Boston team has needed. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to leave some of these bigger names, some of these bigger talents on the board just because of fit and stick with grant williams fascinating i thought about uh okiki from auburn you know Mm -hmm. the uh, the orlando magic kind of draft and stashed him for lack of a better term as he rehabs from his uh, torn acl that he suffered in the ncaa tournament last season Uh, yeah i thought you were gonna go pj
3: washington here
4: yeah i just it just feels Mm -hmm. too much like Jalen brown and jason tatum you know Although he'd be great coming off the bench. But I don't know if that's what PJ's really wanting. And I just I don't know. I think it's a little too redundant.
3: Yeah. So to recap, real quick, uh players that we did not take in the lottery. Jackson Hayes, Rui Hachimura, Cam Reddish, that's crazy, Cameron Johnson, PJ Washington, Romeo Langford. Uh and and those are the players that originally went in the lottery that we did not take here. So that's how many? One, two, three, four, five, six of the 14. Uh, Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So our picks. I feel like we made some mistakes. I was going to say, I I (laughs) should have taken (laughs)
4: Rui at five for the Cleveland Cavaliers (laughs) (laughs) instead of Porter Jr., but you know what? We we needed to have some fun with it.
3: Screw it, yeah. So to recap our picks, uh, number one overall, we have the Pelicans taking Zion Williamson. Number two, the Memphis Grizzlies take Ja Morant. Number three, the New York Knicks selected R.J. Barrett. We kept the top three the same. Number four, the New Orleans Pelicans traded out of the number four pick in order to get pick number 18, a future pick in Miles Turner. Uh, In place, Indiana Pacers make this selection and take Kobe White. Cleveland at five took Kevin Porter Jr. The Suns at six took Jarrett Culver. The Bulls at seven took Darius Garland. Atlanta at 8 took Brandon Clark. The Wizards at 9 took Sekou Demboya. The Hawks again at 10, this time take Matisse Thibel, Minnesota Timberwolves at 11 select DeAndre Hunter. The Charlotte Hornets at 12 take Tyler Hero. Miami Heat at 13 take Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And the Boston Celtics at 14 select Grant Williams.
4: That's fun. That was a fun draft, and it's really fun, like thinking of some of these guys. Now that we've had, um, you know, about three quarters of a season to watch them develop and kind of see the players are beginning to turn into. Imagining those players mm-hmm. now on different teams, it, it's always a really fun exercise.
3: Yeah, definitely. We'll have to do this again, but just keep going back yeah. uh, previous years. Yep. Uh, so maybe next week we'll do the 2018 draft, which should be fun as well. Yep. So, uh, guys, any parting thoughts about our redraft before we let our listeners get out of here?
4: I mean, like we said, there's probably going to be some picks that are just maybe seem dumb (laughs) on the surface or whatever, like Kevin Porter Jr. at five. Rui Rui there kind of makes more sense, but, you know, you got to have fun with it and um, create some fun, interesting topics. So tweet at us. Let us know what we got wrong, who you would have taken instead. Let's just try and have some fun and kind of – distract our minds for a while uh, of all this coronavirus and quarantining and if that's even a word um, i might just made that up and um yeah let's let's talk some basketball again because i i miss it and in the meantime we will stick to being gms on 2k yeah, that's right
3: <laughs> no <laughs> sometimes even 2k turns down my uh this, my this ideas <laughs> <laughs> so awesome well hey guys Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If this is your first time tuning in. We appreciate you. Please, if you enjoyed, go click that subscribe button so you can get our pods every time they we upload. Um, if you're a returning listener, thank you, as always. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, we hope all of you guys are doing well. We hope you're safe and healthy. Um, we miss basketball just like the rest of you guys, but we're going to try to keep these coming, keep you guys entertained. Uh, for the foreseeable future, I think our schedule is going to be podcasts upload late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night. So be on the lookout for those on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. We're working on securing some guests, getting some new topics, and and getting more content out there for you guys. So if you enjoyed this one, let us know. We are on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. We are on Instagram at the same handle, and then on Facebook as the uncontested podcast. Also check out bluewirepods.com. Ton of sports podcasts, sports movies, wrestling, uh, just everything you can think of. Uh, Find you another podcast to listen to while you're working from home or doing whatever you're doing while you're social distancing. Also, check out betonline.ag, 100% bonus on your first deposit. Go play some of those casino games online, Uh, distract yourself, win some money, uh, and then share it with me. That's all we got for you guys today. I hope you enjoy your weekend. We will be back with you Sunday night. And until then, and as always, thunder up.
6: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.